From the darkest reaches of space to the deepest corners of your mind. Your mind. Welcome to From the Void. been paying any attention at all over the last several years, UFOs, or as they're now being referred, UAPs, are all over the news. Just recently, we saw a former government official and two former Navy pilots testify under oath to a special congressional committee that UFOs, or UAPs, are not only real, but piloted by non-human entities. Freaking aliens! I want so badly to believe, and yet, the more the topic rises to the surface, the more it pulls sediment along with it. To say the waters are muddy would be a vast understatement. In some ways, it feels like we've made insane amounts of progress towards some level of disclosure, and in some ways, it feels like we're still about as close as our nearest star, light years away. On this week's episode of From the Void, I bring back UFO researcher and author Preston Dennett to catch us up on everything that's happening, why we should be excited, but also why we should temper our expectations. Welcome to this week's mystery in season four with this week's guest, part one with Preston Dennett, UFO Disclosure on From the Void. All right. Uh, welcoming back. Very excited to have uh, on the podcast back again, uh, Preston Dennett. Thank you so much for, for being here again. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, since last we talked, it's it's been a little while. Um, a lot has been going on within the UFO UAP community. Um, you know, we, we talked about, I think, uh, relatively recent uh, to when we were last recorded, you know, we had the the, the release of the the videos and and some of the uh, interviews that were being done surrounding the the event uh, around the Nimitz and and some of those other videos that had come out around the same time. But since then, uh, we've we've seemed to have made some progress. Um, talk a little bit about you know what what are you feeling optimistic at this point or or is it sort of, you know, much to do about nothing really, and, and we're sort of still in the same place we were before? <laughs> you know, I haven't quite decided, really. I'm a little on the fence. Cause in some ways, I'm like, yes, this is nice. Other ways, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because, I mean, we are seeing movement, and that's amazing for decades of absolutely nothing to have people talking about this officially, seriously without giggling or making fun of it is absolutely encouraging for sure. And, you know, there was that recent whistleblower hearing in Congress and I thought this is probably not going to be anything new, but it was actually, it went farther than I thought it would. What I really liked about it was hearing members of Congress say UFOs are real UAPs UFOs. I preferred the term UFO, (laughs) Uh, but 
Yeah, they said it, it, this is a real phenomenon. Unequivocally, this is real. And that there is a cover-up. And that the Pentagon is not cooperating with them. And they're mad about it. I mean, this was real strong language. Real honest-to-God rhetoric of what I was waiting to hear for a while. And I was particularly kind of surprised to hear, I think it was Tim Burchett. I'm not sure which guy was talking, but he said, uh, I know members of Congress who have seen these UAPs themselves. He says, I'm not going to name names. I thought to myself, well, I wish you would. Because (laughs) this is the time you're talking about truth and transparency. And then immediately you're backpedaling a little bit. Um, Just say it. But even then, I thought, wow, that is amazing. And I thought the whistleblowers and the military witnesses were credible and spoke well. They do have excellent resumes. So it was absolutely a step forward. But on the other hand, this is not disclosure at all. This is people talking. There is no evidence put forth. There was no statement from the Pentagon or NASA or president or any real sitting government uh, saying that we have proof, we have the evidence. I expect we'll be getting some moving forward, probably some more fuzzy films, perhaps a little piece of metal, some more photographs. Uh, But yeah, it was interesting, especially because those three whistleblowers were just the a few in a long, long, long line of whistleblowers just going way, way, way back. Yeah. And it, and it seems like, I think most of us who have been kind of following, uh, you know, UFO, the UFO studies and, 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 and things in the UFO community for a long time have kind of gotten to the point, I think where most of us kind of agree that I think disclosure you know, as a phenomenon is is probably going to be more of a slow trickle than uh, just this mass release of all this really, you know, uh, interesting information. Like they're not they're not going to roll an alien body. Yet. Although apparently the Mexican Congress has, uh, <laughs> has <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see. We can talk about that a little bit. But um, but yeah, it, it seems like it's going to be more of a slow trickle to your point. You know, maybe uh, perhaps some more video footage and and, and maybe a little bit of evidence here and there versus, you know, the Pentagon just coming out and, and saying, Oh yeah, we've had this for decades and here's where it is, et cetera. Um, it, it seems uh, like it's going to be more of a slow release than, than anything. Yeah, I don't expect they're going to do that. They're already pushing back on that one hearing saying, we don't know anything about any materials. And NASA who has formed their little commission said, we don't have enough evidence. We've hmm. examined a bunch of quote sightings, and we don't know what this is. And I almost threw something at the TV when I heard that because I'm like, really? You don't know? I don't, I don't think that's – I mean, I think it's disingenuous, honestly. I think they do know. How many satellites do we have that can read a postage stamp? They don't have evidence. Have they not looked in, into the thousands, not hundreds, thousands of landing trace cases? That is good hard evidence that you can't explain away easily, certainly. Because the ground is glassified, or it's pressed down, or it's got radiation readings, and all kinds of really outstanding evidence. Not to mention the medical evidence, the electromagnetic effects, and 
of course, the photographic and radar return evidence. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm disappointed with how they're handling it, and I don't expect that they will tell the truth because they're not, and they have never. It does sort of feel like, based on sort of uh, some of these videos coming out and, and uh, sort of serving as a conversation starter, that they've sort of been forced into this position where they have to at least acknowledge that the phenomenon exists, but they sort of all seem to be kind of taking this company party line where they're saying, yeah, UFOs exist, UAPs exist. Uh, we don't know what they are, but we're, we don't have any reason to believe that they're alien. Well, it feels like you remove all of the likely suspects from the conversation. Well, we know we don't have anything <laughs> that can make these types of maneuvers and they, and oftentimes defy the laws of physics. It, it sort of feels like you take away any likely possibility and you're not left with a whole lot else. Like, you know, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> and what you said, I think is right. The nail on the head in terms of being forced to do this. I don't think they're doing it voluntarily. I think there's so much evidence in the public arena, so many people looking into this, so many pressure on multiple fronts, that if they don't say this is real, that there's validity to it, they're going to look like idiots. And I honestly don't care anymore because they've spent a lot of our tax dollars making us look like idiots. <laughs> when we're, We've been telling the truth all along. People have been seeing this stuff for a very long time. And they've always said, oh, no, no. You're hallucinating. You're hoaxing. You're misperceiving. Well, excuse me. No, we're not. And uh, they know it. They've always known it. So at this point, I don't think we should even be looking to them for answers, honestly, because they've become irrelevant. They've become not credible. They are still mishandling this situation. I don't trust them, period. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of does feel like you know, in, in part due to advancements in technology. Obviously, um, you know, current state versus even twenty years ago, everyone is is in effect carrying around a small, you know, four K camera, you know, in their pockets now. It does feel sort of as if disclosure is really going to come from the people themselves, and that we're the ones who are eventually going to crack this case wide open because you know now. The internet is flooded with with pictures and videos and and things of that nature. That as technology continues to progress, I mean, even from ten years ago, the camera on my phone is infinitely more sensitive and uh, more powerful than the camera that I had on my phone a decade ago. Feels like as technology continues to progress in that direction, that you know the technology is going to be there in the public hands to be able to have the evidence that we've been asking for. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of feel like disclosure has already happened. <laughs> we do have enough evidence. It's truly there. And it has been for a long time. And now we're seeing actions to sort of counteract all the evidence there. So if you look on, say, the Facebook groups about UFOs, it is riddled, littered is probably the best word, <laughs> with CGI, clearly fake images of People running across the surface of Mars, which obviously can't happen, <laughs> and just absolute nonsense. While at the same time, you know, there's good, valid pictures out there, photographs that are absolutely genuine, and you can't find them because they are buried under a 
mound of absolute trash. I mean, it's deliberate. I, I honestly feel like this is a deliberate action because uh, the folks behind the cover-up are doing whatever they can to push forth a fear narrative and still make this subject look like it's fringe. And it's not. I mean, look at all the stars. There's almost no possibility, and I think any astronomer will tell you this, that we're alone in this universe. It could not happen. Uh, so I don't fully understand the reluctance even of people, the normal citizen, to the, ex the idea of extraterrestrial visitations. But as far as government, I feel like it's ultimately the root cause behind the cover-up is greed and power and control. And that's why they're not going to give it up willingly. They will, they're doing this kicking and screaming, I believe. I think there probably are elements within government, certainly within the legislative branch and the executive branch and so forth, who do want this information out. So that, to me, is the most exciting part of these, these recent disclosures. But looking at what the Mexican government just did... <laughs> I'm kind of scratching my head a little bit because we're looking at these tiny little mummies. Well, I'd like to see the science behind that. Uh, they don't look like what a lot of people, most people, are reporting. And these are, what, 3,000, 2,000-year-old mummies? I forget, something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tiny little things. <gasps> Which, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait on that. But, yeah, again, it's movement. It's bringing a lot of people into this field, and it's getting a lot of people to look at the evidence that's already there. Disclosure has happened. We know this is real. Anyone who, and I'm going to underline this, anyone who takes the time to objectively examine the evidence can only come away convinced. Objectively, mind you, throwing away your belief systems and just, you know, Explain this to me. Explain how the ground can be glassified by a high heat from an object that landed there that is had ETs coming out of it that people saw. I mean, I don't fully understand why this is so hard to move this subject forward. Yeah, and the, the thing I, I keep going back to, and I think you and I talked about this uh, the first time we, uh, we we spoke, is just this notion that for, for much of the public, it almost feels like they think that this phenomenon started in like 2014, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of the reaction to it and saying things like, well, they're probably just, you know, hypersonic drones created by our adversaries. Well, if that's the case, then you have to admit that they've had that technology since at least World War II. And if so, why didn't they use it to win the war? You know, if they truly had this <laughs> technology, I just don't buy that at all. That seems like the least plausible explana explanation to me at this point. Yeah. And all the, gosh, the drones. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've ever seen a drone show, but if they, they can do these drone shows that are absolutely mind-bogglingly complex. And for that matter, you know, what do you call them? Holo holograms. Uh, I don't, if you, you can see, if you go online, holograms of whales jumping out of the gymnasium floor and flying through the air. And if they were to put up a UFO like that, I mean, it would be hard to dismiss as real. So 
I am nervous about how technology is advanced, how it might be abused to manipulate public opinion on this subject, particularly because during these congressional hearings, they were pushing the ET threat narrative. And as someone who has talked to literally hundreds of people who've had direct contact, I don't think it is supported by the evidence. I don't think they're here to hurt people, scare them, take over the planet, or anything like that. And certainly if they wanted to, boy, they could. Because, uh, you know, we certainly can't shoot them down, despite statements to the contrary. These things fly circles around the fastest things we have. Uh, they know it's coming. They're highly telepathic, the ETs. So they're going to know before you even press any darn button. There was that whole wave of sightings like we sh the Chinese balloon and we shot down a UAP. I think that was this year in mm -hmm. January. Yep. And I'm like, mm, no, those are not genuine UFOs. Uh, they're not showing the characteristics that we see where they dart at super high speeds, stop on a dime, and do, do all the things that you know a genuine UFO can do. So I was really puzzled by like, oh, we shot down another UFO. I'm like, well, no, you didn't. <laughs> Why are you saying that? This is, I mean, it's stunk of propaganda. So I don't know how this is all going to roll out, but I'm very nervous about the so-called false flag that is certainly the buzz in the UFO community that our governments are going to stage a fake ET invasion and start decimating the population. <laughs> It sounds like science fiction. I mean, I just can't even imagine that this is a possibility, but it appears to be a probability. I mean, we're moving towards that, certainly. Yeah, it does. It it does raise some alarm bells and, and uh, just the, uh, I don't know, desperate nature of the government's desire to, to sort of like keep control of this technology. And obviously there's, there's very clear motivations for why they would do that. Uh, anybody who has that sort of advanced technology, that's clearly hundreds of years beyond our current capabilities would literally run the world. Yeah. And they are, I mean, they really are. Look at the division of wealth and, or, you know, in the world with 99% of people having pretty much 1% of the wealth and 1% having, I mean, it's absurd to think that we're living this way. It's time to throw off the yokes of slavery. And I mean, this just can't go on. It's not sustainable. It, and this is, I think, why the ETs are essentially doing a grassroots movement. This is where I've certainly concentrated my research. is not so much on disclosure and exopolitics as it, people are calling it, but on the actual contactees, because I think this is where we're going to get the truth about ET contact and why they're here. And I think we've got a good handle on it. They are coming down, pulling people on board and healing them. This is the subject of a couple of my books, actually, of the healing power of UFOs outlines 300 cases. And I'm just bringing this up because I want to counteract the idea that ETs are here to hurt us <laughs> because I've got so many cases and not only me, but every major researcher out there, almost without exception. And I'll name just a few of them because these are big name researchers. John Mack, 
Bud Hopkins, David Jacobs, Edith Fiore, Yvonne Smith, Timothy Good, Brad Steiger, Ray Hernandez, Barbara Lamb. I can I can go on. <laughs> Phil, Philip Mantle. I mean, these researchers all have healing cases. I don't know why this isn't more talked about because it shows one of the main ET agendas is to heal people. This is why people, I believe, are being pulled on board and physically examined. Interesting. That's not that's not um, an angle I've necessarily heard before. Um, so often you hear these these stories about people being abducted and sort of tested for reproductive purposes and all these sorts of things. So talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, are, are these and also the other thing that I, I'm curious about is, are these the same um, species uh, of alien that are that are coming down and, and conducting these types of um, experiments per se, or are the, are we seeing different, different, uh, types of aliens from different places coming in and, and all sort of doing th- the same thing? Yeah. Well, first we've got to correct our terminology. They're not experimenting. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I, I don't see the evidence for that. And the term aliens is also a little bit divisive because certainly, and even the word abduction, because most of the people I talk to, the contactees don't like that term. Some feel like, oh, this was against my will. Most don't. Hmm. And the vast majority of people I've talked to, even in the beginning, might say that, but at some point realize, you know, I actually did agree to this. It's been largely benevolent. It was very scary in the beginning. As far as species, well, I'm glad you brought that up because this is another thing that I've really come around to a different understanding. Because people talk about, oh, there's the species of greys and mantids and little blue beings and tall whites and all these different species are visiting us. Whereas the message coming from them directly to the contactees, this is not speculation. This is what people are being told and what they're learning from their firsthand experiences with the ETs is that we all share a common heritage. We are all humanoid. We all have Genetics that dials out a little bit differently, but we are much closer in relation than we think. And in fact, there's human looking ETs out there. So I'm not sure it's accurate to call them all different species because that's not what they're saying. I've got a number of cases where the Greys have told people, We looked just like you at one point. We've hmm. got some genetic damage. We're trying to correct this. Uh, so yeah, the message that often they will get is we are you, you are us, we are one. So yeah, there's different ethnicities. I mean, we are certainly all one race on this planet and people are like, ah, racial discrimination. I'm like, well, no, that's ancestral discrimination. (laughs) So this field in particular is suffering from semantic disaster when we call it UFO. UAPs. That made me laugh because you know people call you know a ufologist. Well, what do you call a UAP? Someone who studies that a uapologist. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clever way to make you look like <laughs> you're apologizing <laughs> for all of this happening. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. So that's what we need to start doing is perhaps not calling them aliens. A lot of the people I've interviewed, real quick. 
when I'm talking to them, they're like, oh, the, the man came in. I'm like, well, the man? What do you mean? Well, the E.T. <laughs> like, oh, okay, because you're confusing me a little bit. And you said the person, you know, the figure, the man. People, I mean, the term creature, the, the being, the figure, the alien. <laughs> uh, we're trying so hard to define things and label them, which I get. I'm not so sure that's going to help us really understand because labeling is a little bit of, how would I put it? it I think it, it's trying to put something in a box that is not super helpful and can absolutely limit your understanding of what's going on. So, yeah, I get really passionate about this part because I feel like our relationship to them is a lot closer than we realize. There are progenitors this is what people are being told. So I think we just need to accept the fact that we're all people. All of us are just people. So almost distant cousins uh, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, actually. I, lo I love that. Um, yeah. I think that's how they look upon us. And this is one of the reasons I think that is their motivation to help. Because... You know, looking through the 1800s and the 1700s and the 1600s, we don't have anything showing back then like what's going on today. Since the modern age of UFOs, they've come down in very large numbers and are pulling people on board in huge, huge numbers. Millions upon millions of people are experiencing this. And when did it happen? 1947 is when it kind of rolled out. The 50s is when it ramped up, but really in the 60s and 70s. And this is when we had reached the point of absolutely being on the verge of an existential crisis and destroying everything, the entire planet and everybody on it. And they're like, wait, let's step in to the degree that we can and try to educate people. And if you look at what people are being told by the ETs, it's extremely consistent whether you're talking about grays or human looking ETs or praying mantis or what light beings or tall whites or little blue beings or strange humanoids they are saying just a few things one is don't be afraid <laughs> have no fear we're not here to hurt you no harm will come to you that's the first thing they say and a lot of people at this point just lose their minds in panic and like it's evil it's demonic <laughs> go away I, didn't, I don't want this but some move a good number move beyond that and get the actual message, which is stop messing around with nuclear material, nuclear weapons. You're damaging areas you're not even aware of. You're destroying yourselves and others. Um, your warlike ways, aggression, <laughs> is the wrong path. I've got numerous cases of people being directly told this. Stop chopping down the forests. You're destroying your environment. These are the main messages people are getting. And also, there's a spiritual aspect that is edited out of a lot of people's accounts by major investigators. I know this for a fact because I've talked to the people whose stories are in other investigators' books. And I'm like, well, I told them all of this about how I had a spiritual awakening and now I can heal. And now I, I can do mediumship. And you know, I've got telepathic events and precognition and astral travel physically levitated <laughs> and that, uh, to some extent is being edited out. Uh, I think there's a lot more tension now that people are realizing there is a spiritual and paranormal and psychic aspect to the phenomenon. 
and particularly to contact, I should say. So we're getting there, but I think we do have a really good handle now on the ET agenda, and it's to heal, it's to teach, it's to guide, and really to wake people up to who we are and what we can do. I, I, that's fascinating. First of all, um, I often wonder though if if they just at some point get frustrated with us as a, as a planet because you know, despite the fact that a large number of us uh, absolutely would agree that, you know, we are absolutely killing the planet and, and want no part of a nuclear, uh, society. It, you know, it still feels like the ones that are in power ultimately make the decisions on which course we go. And so it often to me feels like, gosh, if I was a, a much more highly evolved civilization that was visiting, I'd be like, these cave people you know and i would just be so frustrated yeah well we've got evidence of that i interviewed a lady by the name of dolly saffron and i ended up writing a full-length book on just her case called symmetry a true ufo adventure she's a fully conscious contactee who doesn't need hypnosis has an enormous amount of evidence supporting her case and is absolutely for real and has had long conversations with the ets about precisely that they are frustrated and they are doing what they're they can. They have contacted governments who don't listen, who are making the wrong decisions. And that's precisely why they're doing a grassroots movement and going to the people. Because it's the people who are the most, who have the power on this planet. You know, it feels like we're being run by these 1%. That's only because we're allowing it. If everyone said, you know what, I'm not picking up another gun and fighting for you. And you know what? We're not going to allow you to fund both sides of a war. We're not going to allow you to pollute our rivers and our lakes and our oceans. If everyone just stood up and allowed love and truth to guide their actions and really worked on developing their psychic ability so that we could know if a person is lying instead of being like, gosh, I don't know, (laughs) and meandering around in the dark and just trying to survive... I mean, we would have a chance. So this is exactly what the ETs are trying to do. And this, and you'll see this. It's almost every contactee will tell you that they have a wide variety of paranormal experiences. I don't like that term paranormal. It's not accurate. There's no such thing as the paranormal or supernatural. It does not defy the laws of the universe. It's just that we don't understand what's going on here. Uh, at least the mechanics perhaps behind it. I think we're beginning to. So, yeah, the ETs are doing their part. It's up to us to do ours. Stop listening to these lying government folks. I don't even like calling them government because I think there are a lot of good people in government. But these naughty folks (laughs) on my (laughs) naughty list know who they are. (laughs) Yeah. It it does feel a bit like um, the the old saying – I'm paraphrasing here, but, uh, you know, if, if someone were to see technology that was a hundred, 200 years, you know, advanced into the future, it would seem to us like magic. And so, you know, I, so that's where I think I personally get frustrated with, like, I, I, I'd like to keep a very like, um, skeptical mind about things because I, you know, to, to your point earlier, I think with the advancement in technology, at least, you know, accessible to the public, the waters are so muddied at this point with just, as you, as you said, just garbage out there. That's just fake 
and, and, and just makes it that much more difficult to suss out the, the real deal. And, and partly that's what causes uh, such a slow release of information because real investigators like yourself have to vet out everything that they come across to, to make darn sure that this thing is the real deal before you go public. Cause your name's behind it. Um, yeah. But that's where I get frustrated with like, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Finding out UFOs are real. Cause I came into this field as a skeptic. I did not believe a word of it until I found out, you know, my brother had seen a UFO. My sister-in-law saw ETs, friends, you know, members of family, my family my coworkers, good friends were having dramatic encounters. And ironically, finding that out and realizing UFOs were real made me super skeptical, <laughs> made me question everything. To this day, I really am like, mm, I don't know if I trust anybody because I was lied to for so darn long. This subject is not being taught in schools. I was so shocked to find out that there was a cover-up. And it's not speculation at all. It's easily demonstrable. And people don't realize just how much of their own money is being spent to suppress all of this. And boy, if we could get that technology out there, we wouldn't be worrying about, you know, how much gas costs and how to warm our homes and where we're going to get the next food on our table. And uh, This subject is far more important. There are people who say, you know, I've, I've never seen a UFO. It doesn't affect me. I'm like, mm, yeah, it does. You, your whole life is being affected by this UFO cover-up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, part one with my guest, Preston Dennett. We'll be back next week with the second part. If you enjoyed this or any of the past episodes, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. We'll see you next week. And until then, you've been listening to From the Void.